Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of Cave Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined, as always, by the Cat Slush. Hey now, hey now. I'm doing great, and we are coming off of one of the greatest episodes of all time. And yeah, just because this isn't a drinking game, ladies and gentlemen, you know we're going to be open one, open them up for the work. I messed it up. <laughs> open them up for the work. Nah. Oh, you know what I mean. We're drinking still. We're live to tape yeah. here, boys and girls. We're raw. <laughs> we're raw. We welcome out all of you live. Which we got a little of that in this pay-per-view that we are covering. What pay-per-view are we covering, Daniel? Tell the we folks. We're covering it, King of the Ring 1995. Before we do, though, I do want to say again about last week's episode. Thank you guys so much. It's been one of our most downloaded episodes. We had like the most, probably our most fun ever recording it. Uh, it was definitely a good time. We're definitely going to do more of those in the future for sure. I uh, definitely want to give my liver a little bit of a rest, though, at least as far as the, uh, the power drinking there. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, let's let's move right up, right on into it, man. This week's episode, King of the Ring, 1995, our Wayback Machine, 25 years old, man. That's insane to me that this show yeah. was 25 years ago. Um, yeah. Man, yeah. Uh, this almost is like right up, 26, almost. You know? Yeah, almost 26. It's right. It's right up your alley, though. It's the it's the it's the heart of the uh, the new generation time right now. Um, the open was pretty funny, uh, with like, and pretty cheesy with Vince and dude, dude, dude himself on commentary, mm. uh, pretty funny to hear. And like, I felt like he did a pretty decent job throughout the show. And I don't really remember him being on many pay-per-views as like an actual commentary voice, like at least a steady color commentary person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I really like, I liked the, the, the open was just classic Vinnie Mac, just yeah. welcome all of you live and just all Vinny. And then, um. Uh, of course, handsome Doc Hendrick comes in, but I, I of handsome handsome Doc. I'm gonna call him by his name in '95. Handsome Doc Hendricks. Um, this was at the beginning of his kind of commentary stage because as he moved along, you get him in like '96, and like he does the the second ladder match with Razor and Sean. Yeah. He was a lot better. I felt like. Throughout the show, he kept trying. He was definitely channeling Jerry Lawler, like he was. He was trying to be that heelish, which it's okay to be yeah. heel, but he was. He was being almost like a a carbon copy of Jerry Lawler on this show. And if you listen to him a little on just a couple months down the road here in in '95 and then '96, uh, handsome Doc Hendricks does do a lot better. He kind of gets into his own, finds his own way. I didn't really like him on this show, though. He wasn't the same handsome doc that I remember. I didn't he, mind it. He seemed a little bit of a of a cop, too much uh, Jerry the King, but definitely not terrible. And Vince kind of wasn't playing with him as well either as he does in some of the other shows that I remember. But and then also there was kind of like two openings. Because it opens in a yeah. Savio Vega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is how it originally played out, and we're about to get to all this. Yeah, I but... think we actually got like a Coliseum video version of right. the show. I don't think we got the pay-per-view version. You know what I mean? Right, right. right. Because I, I got almost confused, and then I realized shortly as they kept talking what was going down. And it's, it, yeah, I, I probably not how it was originally laid out. Because they do they do the old Vince open. We welcome all of you live. Then you get a Savio Vega IRS match with what we're about to cover, 
But that was just a semifinals match. I just didn't catch that in the opening. And then after the semifinals match, you get another, we welcome, I love you live. So it's kind of weird. It's, uh, they, that's just the WWE Network, though. But I'm yeah, assuming yeah. We, we're going to start with Savio Vega IRS. Semi, yeah, it's uh, it's to get into. This may have been like essentially what a pre-show would have been back then. Like right. that free-for-all they that's had before pay-per-view. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's, that's what I'm it assuming was like as a well. a dark match. Or, uh, I mean, it was still part of the tournament, so. Right. Yeah, let's just dive right into it here, man. Yeah. Uh, match number one was IRS versus Savio Vega. I really don't remember Savio and like Razor being a thing. I just maybe I just forgot. Oh, I, that I forgot Savio like how he entered because he kind of st- I mean he stayed around for for quite a while, uh, a couple yeah. years at least. And um, you know, yeah, I just don't remember that. Uh, I, I like it. I just didn't really remember that being a thing. Um, the winner of the match apparently advances in the tournament um, or has to face Yokozuna, which is which is kind of strange. Um, it was just a weird era too. The in-ring work when this one was was actually pretty smooth. It wasn't really bad at all, uh, and the crowd was kind of into it for. But it wasn't like a you know it wasn't any home run or anything. It was a solid double, I'd say. Uh, I mean it was it was pretty it was pretty short. Yeah, the work was pretty crisp, uh, especially for the time. Um, so yeah, IRS Savio Vega. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I gave it two stars. Uh, so C minus to a C maybe uh, somewhere yeah. around in the middle. Uh, that, that's that's how I felt about Savio Vega and IRS in this first one. Yeah, man. I mean, to your point of whoever wins has to go in and and face Yoko right away. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, if you're going to do that, and I'm going to touch more on this later on in the show, but I just want to kind of make a quick point to it since that's a point that you just made. If you're going to do that, you almost have to make Savio win the whole thing. It's almost like you're setting him up to defeat all the odds against him he on a whim because razor's hurt razor can't make it to the king of the ring so savio is going to step in and he's going to have this qualifying match out of nowhere and he's going to have to be he's going to if he wins he'll be the only guy that wrestled one more time than everybody else i mean you're you're setting up this great underdog babyface story that ultimately obviously we know savio vega doesn't win the king of the ring but they didn't do, but it was almost like the whole show they were setting that up. They kept doing things, and this is the I first— I still think in the process, though, you give them a pretty solid push, though. You, you know what do, I mean? Like You do, and I guess that was their what that that's what their thought process was. I just felt like, man, they kept, kept going at it a certain angle of building Savio, building Savio, but at the end of the day— Savio doesn't get the the full push. You don't get a full if sure. a real push would have been ma- winning the King of the Ring, and that that's going to put a rocket ship on Savio Vega. And they obviously obviously didn't think he had what it what it took. But it, the weird thing is, is they kind of the story the storyline of the show was perfect for if Savio not Savio, yeah. do that to Sean or you know. But this was too late. Sean had already had that push. But this would have been great in '94 for Sean to be the the yeah. winner, or or even Owen, somebody like that. Owen ended up winning, but they just they had a, a perfect opportunity of a story of oh somebody dropped out, we got to get somebody. They got to on, on yeah. a whim. Yeah, but I mean, if match- you really think about it though, I mean, outside of like outside of Stone Cold, like. The King of the Ring has always kind of been like the big mid card push. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's like the King of the Ring guy has always just ended up being. I think it is what you make. Guy. Like, you know, I don't know if like mid card main event makes sense, but it's like that established mid card guy. Like, he's always going to be in the IC title picture. You know what and, I mean? Like, 
Savio, I don't think ever won the IC championship, so maybe this is what he no, needed. I mean, but I mean he, he, pretty, he has a memorable run, though, is what, is what I'm saying. And he yeah, he did. I've purpose. always liked him. I'll yeah. get through the rest of my notes, man. I loved Handsome Doc. Uh, right away, we got some uh, two, two, not just one, we got two, like in the first five minutes, you get a one, two, he's got him, he's got him, oh, no, no. Like, no, you no. get that right away. I love how he gets, like, super emotional, and then sometimes, like, no, he he's moving no, he so fast. He'll be like, oh, he's got him, he's got him. No, he doesn't. And he's on, it's no, just like, it just no, ends, like. So we're back here. Um, yeah, I mean, solid match, and that was kind of the theme for a bunch of these matches. Just solid, like you said, nothing special. Um, you know, a quick open commentary. Use this, and I guess I didn't know at the time when I was writing this. I didn't realize this was probably a match before it was the actual pay per view. But commentary did use this match, and they talked over it a lot to tell you about the whole pay per view and tell you what was to come in some of the matches. I don't really like when they do that, but now that I know that it was probably a pre-show match, I kind of give that a pass. But at first, I thought the show had started, and they were kind of talking over it the whole time, commentary about what was to come, and I never liked that. But, you know, if it's a pre-show, that's kind of what the match is for. A uh, quick, standard, solid match. It was a quicker match of the night, um, again, because of a pre-show, and I didn't realize that. But Savio gets the win. I think it's a classic C match. I mean, this is a C match. Nothing too yeah. special crowd into it because it's early and they're just excited to see yeah. some wrestling. Um, they probably saw a couple of jabrones wrestle before this. So this is like two guys they know and they're excited. So that, that helps. I gave it a C. I gave it, a, I mean, just like you, I think a C. And then you go right into the first round again. Like I said, welcome yeah. everyone live again. And it did feel weird. Like watching it back to back where also Savio like gets two entrances. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it would have made more sense to just keep him out there. Even if it was the open of a pay-per-view, just keep him yeah. out there and then have Yokozuna's big entrance or whatever, you know? I get it, though. There was probably a lot more time in between. And then, yeah, you, you know. that. I'm sure. So, yeah, and yeah. some people, and they know. Here's the thing, though. They know some people aren't watching. I never used to watch the pre-show. So, sure. you just, but, you buy the pay-per-view. But even still, even still what I'm saying stuff. is, okay, I'm actually thinking even deeper with it. Like, so even, even if it is the beginning of the pre-show or beginning of the pay-per-view, whatever, you do the welcome everyone, you do the whole lights again or whatever, and Savio's already down there, and then you just have Yokozuna come out, and then you just, like, flash to, to Savio while Yokozuna's music is playing and just put, like, Savio's name underneath, right? Yeah. So it seems like he's just going to be a job match like you would normally see on, like, a Superstars or whatever on TV, and then Savio ends up winning the match, and you're like, oh, whoa, like, you know what I'm cool. saying? Like, it's, so, I mean, to me... The overall yeah. it makes more sense to keep. They obviously up. weren't thinking that deep, Daniel. They obviously weren't thinking that deep. That's a good. That's a good. That's why you're Mister Know It All, though. And we're all just peasants. That's a great There's idea. Jay Browns, all There's of you. Jay Browns. Uncle Bruce. Um. Yeah, man. First Don't round match. Yokozuna, Savio Vega. Uh. Do you want to go? You want me to go? You got some. Wait, I got some notes. You got some notes. Yeah, I got some notes. Uh. I mean, again, like the whole thing about the entrances was the like the the top thing of my notes here. But but I will say like okay, this match is not like this kind of match, the style of match, this big man like big collision thing is just not my cup of tea. Um, the work is just super slow, and you can tell Savio is also gassed. Um, I will say the crowd was really really behind it and super behind the comeback. And I will say that the the finish for this, the way they did this like weird count out finish to me was like one of the best booked count outs i've seen in a very long time like it all made sense it all worked 
and right. it made like every everybody benefited from that count out. You know what I'm saying? And and I also feel like the crowd didn't really feel let down by it. You know what I mean? So like they still popped huge when they realized that Savio was advancing. It wasn't just a normal count out where nothing is really at stake because even with a count out, he still advances. So there's still a victor, a real victor, moral victory there, an emotional victory for for the fan, for you know. Uh, the people, the people watching the match essentially. So to me, like that actually raised the grade a little bit. I gave it two and a half stars, so a solid C to a C plus just for the finish. Uh, again, like it wasn't my style, but I can appreciate. I understand why people like this style, if that makes sense. So I was trying to grade it objectively. So I would say C to C plus. I'm being gracious. Uh, as a okay. personal, as a personal fan, D. Like the finish was good. I didn't. I, I just don't like that style, but I didn't want to be biased, so I gave it a C C plus. Yoko did look better in this match than most of the matches that we've ever covered him in, so I will say that. Yeah, I mean, and this is at a time where Yoko is actually not still go. the... What's that? He could still go at this point. Yeah, 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 but he's he's still a little bigger. He's still a little bigger than, than we've seen him before, but this is a good Yoko. This is definitely yeah. a good Yoko. Um, and, you know... Again, my first note is this is this would be perfect for for Savio to win the whole thing at this point. This would make a great story. He just wrestled the match before. You, you know, I already touched on that, man. I was excited about this match. I was a big Yoko fan back then. I still am, and I love Yoko in 95. This is a great version of Yoko. Big Yoko fan, and it's it was always because Yoko, for being a big guy, can go and was not always a, such a slow pace. I say that, but in this match, he did have a slow and boring pace for pretty much most of it. He did those long Yoko holds that you usually see in a match where, you know, the guy's yeah, sitting down and he totally. comes up behind him on a neck. But usually you're always going to get that from a Yoko match. He held it way longer than I thought he should. And we didn't get much more than that, really. I mean, it's just a, a weird match. There's another 95 uh, Raw match, Yoko versus Sean where they're going the whole way. I don't know how Yoko does. That's why I'm a big fan of Yoko. I've seen him do these matches with Sean and, and other people like Owen too before they were a tag team. I mean, I, I don't know how he was even able to do it at that size. So this is around yeah. the same time. I don't know if just because it's the first round and there are time limit. I don't know. It just Yoko wasn't in on it. Uh, a funny note is is uh, they were doing USH chants, and I know that that you know Yoko is supposedly from Japan, but in real life he's not from Japan. Yeah, he's from Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> right, and uh, it's just funny. And then also, and but Savio is from a territory, and Yoko's right. Samoa is Samoan <laughs> from a territory. So it's like you have these two guys from U.S. territories, and you're doing U.S. chants because yeah, Yoko. He's at, I mean, he's Samoan from a U.S. territory, ter territory, and then Savio is obviously from a U.S. territory. I just thought it was funny that they were doing USA chants, but I get it. J he was supposed to be from Japan. Um, I thought commentary was off. There was a little bit like miscommunication between uh, Vince and Doc Hendricks. They they were just like, they, there was just some weirdness. They both weren't on the same page. Again, yeah. Doc was really doing a Jerry the King impression in this match. Savio gets an upset win, I guess, and advances. I gave it a C. I gave it a C. That's two back-to-back -back Cs. They were just, you know, yeah. standard think, matches. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. 
better than a C is a stinky foot that they zoom up on with a hole in the sock because it's Jared Man, the King. Man, the cartoonishness of all of this, too. Like, the way they colored, they painted the sock and, like, his toe sticking out and the whole thing. Like, it's, it's like, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty rough. Um, man, it, it was, it was funny for sure. Uh, but goodness gracious, there was just so much cheese in that taco, but let's move on to match number three. Okay. So it's the roadie versus Sparky plug. Yeah. Um, man, dude, this is definitely the height or like, I feel like we're actually on the down, the downward slope of the bad, like vocational gimmick, like wrestlers. Like we're actually on the, we're like, we're already past the peak of it, but we're on the come down and these are like even the worst ones. Like, I mean, just, just cheese, cheese, cheese gimmicks. Um, I, I gotta say this though, man, like this match to me now, hear me out. This match bell to bell may have been sleeper of the night. Bell to bell, best wrestling match on the card straight up. Like I know it sounds crazy, but I really, dude, the chain work and the tempo and the spots early on were fire. I mean, it was really good. Their tempo was like, it was really good. The chain work was solid. I mean, Dog kind of already knew how to be a good heel, even though this is like the beginning of his thing. And Holly sold better in this match than I've ever seen him sell in his entire career. He like looked like he was actually trying to be a baby face. Maybe it's because he hates being a baby face. And that's why I just... I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't I, I can't tell you why, but like I know neither one of these guys is super over. They're like lower mid card guys to, to curtain jerkers at this point. But the in ring match to me was really good. I would actually recommend this match. Like you should go check it out for sure. Uh, the roadie versus Sparky plug uh, quick finish to uh, which which I enjoyed to get like, you know, an advancement in the tournament. Uh, hope hopefully we had more like that, but yeah, sleeper of the night for me. I actually gave this match three and a half stars, so a solid B B plus from me. What did you think, man? Man, I think just like that crying baby in the background, I was crying during this match. Um, I I don't agree with you at all. Um, I think Savio by himself was just greater than both these guys and carried both those matches that we. Uh, that we just saw and made those matches. This match, I, I don't think it uh, was as good. I ended up giving it a C minus, so I'm not too off from you. I didn't give it like an F or something. I didn't hate it, but I mean, there's there was way too many rest holds coming off that Savio match. Like I said, it just wasn't wasn't as good. Um, both looked like they were really trying. Like they were, like you said, they were selling. They were they were really. They were into it. It just I, there was something about it that didn't work. I don't know if it's the roadie because later on I didn't really see this in this match, but I want to preference I want to preference it with that. I didn't see it this match. Later on, you see roadie in another match, and he just he did he looked really green. This one, I think, a credit to Bob Holly. You didn't really see the greenness of roadie, but it just it I, I didn't like it. Terrible ending with Holly coming off the top ropes and roadie kicks him, um, and then the he. I didn't like uh, Bob Holly kicking up at the three count. It was a little confusing. And then commentary acted like they were going to go into that. Wait, what is this? What happened? And usually in wrestling, there would be something where a referee comes in and there's a thing. But it was just like, what's what's happening? What's happening? He kicked up. No, okay. Oh, oh, Rody won. And then we moved on. So I didn't like the finish at all. I don't know if that was I just. I thought the finish was 
Great. I thought it made sense considering like the work rate and what they were doing. But Bob Holly is not it's not like Bob Holly. It's not like the roadie's getting an upset on the heartbreak kid. He's getting he's not really even getting an upset. Bob Holly was not that great. I mean, he was freaking sparky plug Thurman. So for him to have for him to think he's so great he can't take a three count from the roadie, ridiculous, in my opinion. And he should have laid down. I mean, it, and they didn't, but not just even his fault. There was no, they didn't even go into it. They even like, they didn't even sell the fact that he kicked up at the three count. They started to act like, Oh my God, maybe Rody didn't win. Maybe that was just commentary's fault and has nothing to do. Maybe they planned it a little, a little part of me feels like they said, Hey, Bob Holly, you're losing to the roadie. And he was kind of pissed. So he tried to kick up right at three to save his ass. That sounds like something uh, Holly would do to just because he it does, he's it cool. does sound like something he um, would do for sure. Yeah. Cause he's kind of a dick, but, uh, I gave the match a C minus. Um, it, 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 it was like, that's like the third C in a row. But out of the three C's, it was the least good one. Um, I don't give it the same amount of credit. I would say don't watch this match ever. If I, it was I good, man. The bell to bell work, the in ring yeah, work, the chain match was really, really good. The bumps were good. The, the psychology of the match. This is a really good wrestling match. I'd I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not talking about overness of the character or whatever, but like, if you like work rate, this was a good match. I mean. I, I, Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. I think crazy, you are. But. I think you are. You're going to lose your title of know-it-all if you well, keep it well, up. Well, here it is. HBK in his total prime cutting a promo with Big Todd great. in the back. Finally a good one. I feel like Finally. I know. I feel like every time. We, yeah. There, Whenever it promo. came up, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I know. Because we've been weird. getting, like, bad ones. Like, really yeah. bad ones. But, was like, what's it? No, but this was, like, a really good... Yeah, he was uh, he was a little more sober uh, this day. Sorry, Sean, I love you. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, good short, and he was just was cool. It was like he was so cool. This was when he was like the coolest guy in the world. You were like, coolest damn. version of Sean. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. Oh man, I, I want to be that guy, man. So very good interview, man. I'm gonna take it away on the Sean versus Kama. Yeah, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. With you. Give, give it um, away, KG Cast. It's Kama Mustafa versus Sean Michaels. Yeah. The yeah, supreme. Fighting Machine, comma, versus the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Um, you know, I'm a kind of a Shawn fan. Um, yeah, commentary pushing story uh, th- that Shawn's 100 pounds lighter. They were doing that a little bit after the interview there. Then as Shawn gets in the ring and the, star- and the match starts, they kind of keep repeating that. Shawn's 100 pounds lighter uh, and then even Handsome Doc says he's actually 103. So, like, they're kind of doing the big man versus little man. And then they also a couple of other times talk about how Sean's kind of made his career, you know, uh, fighting Diesel and Sid and Taker at this point. And just he's in Yoko. He's beaten. I don't know if they said all those guys, but they kind of just were putting that out there. I like that commentary is kind of pushing this. Um, I'm, I'm totally expecting Sean's winning this match. Um you know, this is Sean at the top of his game from that interview to his in, in-ring work here. And I loved watching it, man. Sean was using his quickness, and that's kind of what they were doing. They were really playing that big versus little, like I said. Yeah. You know, Sean was even doing like a almost – this is almost like a Sean um, – 
a Sean theme where like, you know, Sean in at WrestleMania 12 with the Iron Man match, he's going in there with a guy like Brett, who's a Matt wrestler. So he's going to try to out Matt wrestle Brett and he kind of does it and he shocks the person. And he kind of did that here. This is kind of a precursor to that match really, which is crazy to say. Um, he is going, cause you're going against the Supreme fighting machine. If you watch this, Sean's doing the whole boxing thing. He's doing boxing and really out, out fighting, Instead, this is like the opposite of Matt wrestling with Brett. Instead, it's the Supreme Fighting Machine, and he's out Supreme fighting, mixed martial artsing. Right, 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 right. Um, and I like that. It was a good story. And this is actually before WrestleMania 12. Um, and the crowd was into HBK. I mean, HBK is very, very over. And I think he should have won the King of the Ring. One of the only big titles that Sean hasn't won. You know, first Grand Slam champion, first winner of the elimination. Yeah, team, it's, it was weird, especially when, when you cell. see where it goes. Like, when, yeah, especially yeah, when you see yeah, where this oh, whole thing finished, ends up. Yeah, so I'm going to get there. But th- I think the King of the Ring is something that is it's kind of weird if you look back on Sean's career that he actually, he kind of won everything. And that's kind of why he Yeah, is, except for like, this, Shawn which is Michael. weird. But he never won this. But he, I mean, not like he needed it, but Sean got a lot more offense than I'm used to in the 95, 96. You know, just like he always is throughout his career, he's a great seller. So he usually gets offense at the beginning, and then he sells the whole match. That's that's a Sean match. I mean, you're going to see that most, the most, part, yeah. most Sean matches. This one, but I like. For liked. most good baby faces, that's what right. it should be. Exactly. This I liked, though, that he actually, because he's a little bit over on comma you know he's kind of bigger and better in the story of wrestling in 95 so it made sense for him and they did it he just was a lot more offense and it's it's really enjoyable just to see sean and getting to see all of his stuff he just was doing a whole bunch of offense stuff all at the beginning and that that's just kind of exciting for a sean fan um so i like that and then uh, you know finally it happens comma takes over they go to the outside you get the outside stuff with the and the turnbuckle blah 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 then it's all comma and sean selling and not blah 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 like it was bad i mean sean selling is one of the greatest things about sean so they're having a phenomenal match at this point i mean we're at it we're at a territory man sean finally gets to come back this is a so this is a fifth every match was a 15 minute time limit match I think leading up to the last King of the Ring match so it's a 15 minute time limit match the time is running out and the crowd is into it they're doing a great job with that crowd is watching the time they keep announcing the time and Sean and Kamar are doing a pretty good job of like timing everything with that time they do a little sunset flip I think Kama could have fell down a little sooner. The referee had to do a quick one, two, three count, but they ended up kind of they, – they did it perfect. You could see the referee doing a good job hurrying up that three count to try to catch up to the time limit time. But yeah. for doing it live, I mean, there's it's really hard to do that. I think they did a great job. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, Sean does a sunset flip. Comma falls down, one, two, three, but by the time the three starts, the 15-minute time limit, which is on the screen and said out loud, has run out. So three – of the pin hits as the zero hits of the time limit. But so before I say the end of the match, I give the match an A plus comma versus Sean was an A plus match. The finish ruins the match and the finish has to be taken into the grading of a match. So if the finish was, a Sean win or even a comma win, I would have probably with the rest of the match given this an A or an A plus. But 
because of that finish, both men get disqualified. Therefore, they won't keep going into the, the, the king of the ring. Just doesn't make sense. Why not go into some sort of overtime? Why not figure something out? I think it's one of the dumbest finishes you, I can ever see. Then they try to make up for it for the fans, and Sean gets a sweet chin music at the end, and his music hits. But um, yeah, I give it, I give it a, again. I mean, a, a, a plus for a match, the, the the meat of the match. But I don't even know what to get it. Give it after you see that finish. It, it kind of brings it down to like a C. It's like, what are you doing out here? What did yeah, you think? Of this? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the same boat. But I don't. I mean, to be totally honest with you, man, like. I mean, the mullet was beautiful. Um, it was it was weird to hear like Vince put him over so much. Um, I, I hate to say this, man, but to me, the whole match was way more sports entertainment than like pro wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't. It was yeah, way well, more of those like those duck the two sh- shots and then you know hit him. Like I, I mean, for me, like the end, I I did not really like the match at all. Actually, I was I was really disappointed with this match between Sean. Please don't and, tell me you, know. you like the roadie and Bob Holly because I'll end the podcast right now if you like the roadie <laughs> and Bob Holly more than this um. That was this was a great match. Other than, it was not a great match. I mean, it was a okay, great sh- match. no, it was it was not a great match. Uh, I mean, okay, how about this? We'll we'll do a poll here. You guys can go watch go watch the show, watch this match specifically, match number four, Kamen Mustafa versus Shawn Michaels, and you tell us if the match was great or not. And, and watch Bob Holly and Rhodey. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Better. Yeah, you guys watch three and four, um, and yeah, and tell me which one was better. That's fair because I really feel like this was just not booked well at all. Um, Joe Frazier looking like high as a kite in the front row too, which is really, really wild. Uh, I mean, the match did pick up and Sean did a great job with the comeback, of course. And people were really into it. I mean, the the, the match was picked up the whole time. It was picking up. Uh, That's definitely not the case. offense and, oh man. And then it makes sense with Sean and Joe Frazier because Sean was doing like a boxing thing because of the Supreme Fighting Machine. Even, even, they even incorporated the celebrity in the crowd. I one mean, thing I didn't notice is Vince called Sean KG at one point, so that should make you happy as hell. It, uh, right. But yeah, I mean, imagine yeah, ending really the draw, tried. both guys getting eliminated, just really, really did knock it down. Um, so yeah, I mean, I gave it two and a half stars. I gave it a C plus, but I just, I mean, the match was good. The match was good. It just wasn't like, you know, he's the greatest of all time. And I know comma is comma, but like, I don't know. I was just maybe maybe I mean, my expectations were too high for this. Maybe it was the best match of the night in in my opinion by far. I mean, not and that doesn't mean a lot. That doesn't mean it was the, a, a show stopping match. But compared to all the matches of the night, this was the best match of the I night. Mean, There's nothing the else on the card. The only thing that got more than that to me, um, yeah, in star rating actually was was the Rodian and Spark plug. Yeah. Well. That was you need a better to check match. what you're smoking in that little uh, An actual better match. It was booked better too. I thought wow. finish was booked better. I did not like this finish at all. It really hurt me. Wow. Like, I mean, it's not even. I shouldn't say it all out. I mean, well, nobody I no likes problem. the finish, but the match itself. I have no problem um, saying it out. I mean, dude, anomalies happen, and on this night, I think that they they did a better job. It wasn't I mean, even a good match though. It was a good match. I don't know how you didn't. Die. I mean, the, honestly, ro- the I, I, Rodi I and Bob Holly are going to be behind me on this one because you like that whole like you like that whole era. Like this wasn't a good match. I love the Rodi. 
It was a good match. Like I'm, I'm all right. I I'm, literally I'm, think it's it was the a short. It was match. a pretty short I match too. It's got the worst rating on my I'm, whole thing. What? How do you think that's the best match of the night over Sean and and Kama? I mean, that was shit. That was like a shit match. That was just no, not a good match. Go rewatch not. it. I, Go re-watch okay. It. That I, I, was I not a good same. Match. I, it was a I good will. Match. The crowd was into it too, which is kind of wild. They were popping for the roadie and Sparky plug, so it's kind of like. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't just me. Um, anyway, the 1995 crowd was in it. That's your all right. All right, let's they get were, to Mabel. Are, are we not? Are we not supposed to be judging know, this based on the time? I don't yeah. do that. Like, yeah. I'm not well, a I big fan of either one of those guys long term. It's an anomaly to me that match, I like I them that. All right, the crowd's totally into a shitty match, though. I don't just give it a good grade. I, I digress. The crowd does That's mean a, match, a lot though. to it, but it I will say I lied because the next match. I think got a worse grade than Bob Holly and the roadie. Oh, the okay. match that got a worse grade is the next match. And that's Mabel versus the undertaker and wowzers. Do you want to go on or you want me to keep going? What I mean, to, dude, to me, this was taker in his prime for sure. Uh, this is when he moved the best. Uh, and this dude, I mean, he did a pretty good job of kind of carrying Mabel in the match. I mean, like yeah. Mabel was Mabel. So there was that. This is definitely Mabel's best match of the night. I will say that. Um, but it's Mabel. So, I mean, yeah. but Taker's selling specifically and also not breaking character was performed very well in this match. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he was just really on top of it as a character and as a wrestler at this point. Um, obviously, they're just really trying to push Mabel to the moon right now. Um, obviously, in hindsight, it's a bad call, but hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, I mean, the match wasn't bad. It wasn't good. Screw job finish is what gets Mabel to win, though, and that was even worse. I don't know, man. I gave this match like a star and a half, so like a D plus, if that's a thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, like a D plus. I give it a D plus. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I actually gave it a D. Um, I think the best thing about this match was the nostalgia I got and the just the, the the fondness I got from watching the Taker entrance. Open one up for the working man. One beer. What? Two beers. What? Oh hell yeah. Um, Ted Fowler. What? Um, Ted Fowler. Catch, shout catch out. Catch him on Twitter. Ted Fowler three six one. Three six one baby. Three six one. And it was an accident. That was just the area code he was from or something. Yeah. Um. The best thing about this was the nostalgia I felt from the Taker entrance. I mean, for some reason, watching this back, seeing Taker come out with Paul Bear and that old, whatever you call it, Titantron with the, the screens and you can see the, you know, the lines between it. It kind of was like one of those time machine moments that you have where like I, just, I got brought back from living in Jolton, Tennessee, being six years old and watching this stuff once it comes once it came out a blockbuster video. Jolton, I never watched Tennessee. it. Yeah, yeah, I lived in Ugh. Jolton from uh, Louisiana, exactly. Um, and uh, I do I, I have fond memories though. I mean, I was a kid there, and uh, I just remember being there at this time. And like for some reason. And watching that screen, because that was that classic screen where they would do like the Undertaker Titantron video and the music, just really like I kind of just had like a little time machine of getting these videos from the video store and watching them a couple months down the road after they actually happened. And this was the time that I was really sucked in the wrestling 
the most was like 95 and I said only gave it a D um, and I loved two big men going at it I loved the stare downs and I was always it was always hype when Mabel and Undertaker would step into the ring at like a Royal Rumble Royal Rumble 95 they would always have some great stare downs and at Royal Rumbles but man uh, Mabel not the best at this time very sloppy I mean, just just Mabel got better. You know, he changed his gimmick, and he was even better down the road. But at this time, man, Mabel just was not on it. Uh, Taker, you know, foot got caught in the rope. I like that whole little gimmick. That was really done well. But then Mabel was just like, like, watch that. Go back and watch this match, and you'll know why I like it. When you see Undertaker doing this really good gimmick of the foot caught in the rope, it's kind of like that classic uh, Andre the Giant gimmick where both arms get caught, and it's the big man caught down, and you could do everything you want. Like, Mabel's doing, like, the fakest pro wrestling kicks to the head. They look terrible. I mean, and then he, like, doesn't really take advantage. It was like, why do that spot? Like, I, and I blame Mabel on that. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, think like do something like i was just i almost was yelling at the tv do something dude do something way too long way way too long this match you got mabel and undertaker do it in five minutes six minutes and it's a it's a b plus instead you do all this and mabel just sucks it up with the comma interference uh botching everything up it was a d d minus at best man i mean kind of on the same page with you i hated it a little bit more uh, they just they kind of made me mad. You know when a match makes you mad? You ever watch a match and it makes you mad? This match made me, oh, yeah. me mad. Because it was very easily – because there was literally like tweak three things. It's a B plus. Yeah. You know, you go from a B plus to an A to a D minus because you do a spot and you don't do it right. It was like, man, my mom could have done that spot better, bro. I mean, I don't know. It frustrated no, I, me. I hear you. I hear you it could have been better. It could have been better. And now your favorite, the roadies up next. Yeah, I mean, listen. I mean, the, the match <laughs> the match could have been done better for sure. Uh, that being said, Mabel with his limited skill set, especially at this time too, mm-hmm. um, the Taker did a great job. This is prime yeah. Taker, 94, yeah. 95, oh, 96. Taker, yeah. Prime Taker to me. Um, Best. But yeah, of course, Taker doesn't really lose any heat. And I guess that kind of goes right into a program with Kama. I feel like I don't really remember that either, but it was a cool little package here uh, for the Hall of Fame that they covered Dude, before the next Kama match. Kama steals the urn and makes it into a gold chain. Oh, no, that's right. They did that whole angle. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All Classic, right. Classic. Uh, yeah, I, have you for the, I have you for the forgotten years. Of yeah, for the, I'm, that's why I'm here. I'm the guy that remembers all, all the, the shit that stuff. happened when it mattered. Yeah. You know all the stuff that everybody you, you tell me all the stuff that like happened during the bad times. <laughs> You don't remember Bob Backlund coming back and winning the title and then losing it in like oh, one second? I do. That I do. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, but uh, Big Todd interviewing Double J and then Brody back in the back. Pretty funny. Um, yeah, these guys are both, I mean, to me, like Brody and Savio, like, okay, this is where I'll get my heat back, if you will. Um, huh? I feel like these guys both had pretty decent matches. One had a pretty decent match with Yokozuna. The other one had a pretty decent match with Sparky Plug, surprisingly, in my opinion. But this was awful. This match was yeah. absolutely terrible. The timing was off. They had, like, way too much time, too. And then the screw job finish again. Like, to me, it's mm. like, especially if you're going to, like, push Savio to the moon or whatever, like you said, like, well, every single win he's gotten thus far has been, like, 
botched. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it doesn't really make any sense. And the super awkward like Doc Hendricks like uh, doing the quote unquote interpretation of Savio Vega's like interview with like Carlos Cabrera was super super like non PC and like yeah. very racist to be honest. Like it was very awkward. Um, yeah, the whole match sucked. It was way too long. Um, star, I gave it one star, so a D, D minus. Yeah, I'm not going to add too much other than what you said and that, that to add on top of it, the crowd, not into it. And like we said earlier, the, earlier, the crowd matters. And, I mean, that takes away from it. When the crowd's not into it, watching it at home kind of makes it suck as well. And really, the roadie, I mean – he was pretty green at this point, man. And he was botching some stuff in this match. He, he definitely, I didn't see him botch much stuff in the match before. Oh, I think Savio, I think Savio has slipped, slipped up a couple times as well. If not, yeah. I, mean, I know there's one for sure. I can't remember the exact spot, but I know it was like a straight up Savio miss. Like, yeah. And this is Savio's third match. I think Savio did great in all the other matches. This was definitely his worst match, but I think the main problem with this match and the whole pay-per-view is booking, man. If you look at Sean's match, the booking, terrible finish and then you're going to yeah. do the screw job yeah, after screw yeah. job finishes i mean there's a lot of booking mishaps and a lot of just mishaps overall and commentary and it was like the management of the product of wwf wrestling at this time the management of the product was one of a, a, a rare time where it wasn't on par with like vince mcmahon even though vince is still there Maybe it's because of other stuff going on. Um, this is after trial and everything of the the steroid. I don't know. I, I'm just trying to think of reasons, but Vince is so polished, and I don't know. This is a time. This is one of those pay per views that are rarely a rare WWE pay per view, in my opinion. Even in '95, when '95 wasn't that great, that the booking was kind of bad. I mean, I, I don't know. Usually, you could look at it. Usually, the problem isn't the booking being this bad. I think the Usually main the problem, problem is the matches. <laughs> Right. There's something, but it's, I mean, the, I think the main problem in this show is like booking the finishes, booking just all around, man. It wasn't good in this match. I mean, dude, really, if you think about it, I mean, we're, we're at the, the semifinals of the King of the Ring and you got the roadie and Savio Vega. Well, dude, they they, they just didn't have what's talent. What's weird about this era, too, to me, is that it was like completely backwards, where it's like now, like, for example, like you and I, like, when was the last time you were watching Raw or SmackDown regularly? Uh, and uh, 1995 in Jolton, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, either, either way, but you know what I'm saying. Like, it's been a long time. Yeah. But like, you, we watch the pay per views on a regular basis, and we every we watch one pay per view a month essentially, and we know what's going on just from the pre packages. Mm-hmm. We can figure it out, and you know, we'll look up maybe some notes there. But we didn't and really we miss touch, much, right? We touch base as it goes in social yeah, 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 yeah. media. Yeah, social media hear some pop off, and I'll yeah. go back and watch a match or whatever. And like sometimes I'm glad that I did, but I feel like in this area it was reversed, where it's like the better wrestling was on TV, like. Like, I felt like as a kid, I didn't order many pay-per-views, and I felt like I didn't really get robbed. Like, I felt like the better wrestling was on Raw than on the pay-per-views. I feel like the pay-per-views were story blow-offs most of the time during this era. This is at the time of that turn. I think this is the time of that turn because, you know, 93, 94 Raws, you're going to watch Razor Ramon wrestle Jabroni number one. Number, yeah. but 95, 96, once you get to like early 97, 97, you're definitely don't miss Raw. Like Raw yeah. is uh, way better because yeah. a pay-per-view is just all matches and you can get kind of bored. Raw, you're going to get Stone Cold coming out with the beer trucks, hosing some people yeah. down and it's freaking yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I think this is right after the turn. You're, you're definitely getting 
this is good. This was good stuff on Raw. Sean with Sid, yeah, and the bodyguard. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Like, I, you know, I feel like '95 Raws were better than the pay-per-views. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. this one year. This but is. Like, this- I Maybe would think this 96, is a footage show, man. I mean, I would say there's some pretty good 95 Raw pay-per-views. This one, uh, definitely at the bottom of the list. Um, but, yeah, Sabio gets the win, so he's right on track. I think all the fans are probably thinking, holy crap, Sabio's going all the way. Sabio's going all the way. Um, and then we kind of take a break from the King of the Ring matches, and we finally get the match everyone's been waiting for. Yeah, the only match with Heat. built this up. Yeah, they, the only match with Heat on this entire this, pay-per-view. And it's the Kiss My Foot match, Bret Hart versus Jerry the King Lawler. And uh, this is, you know, finally getting to see Jerry in the ring. You would only see him every once in a while. He did some stuff with Doink. Uh, um, he did a lot of the stuff with the Hearts. Um, so you get to see him off commentary in, uh, in the WWE ring. So it's one of those cool moments for Jerry the King in his early WWE career. And... Uh, I think Lawler carried Brett in this match. What did you think? I mean, I felt like it wasn't. <laughs> uh, this is a great example of of sports entertainment in the WWF, yeah. especially as early back as as here. <laughs> to me, now, like, let's say that this match had been in like 1989 instead of 1995. I think this could have been a, a barn burner of an actual like, wrestling match. Yeah. Like, it could have been insanely good. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of a throwback to Jerry Lawler in Memphis Wrestling with Kiss My Foot because they kind did, of, but, he, but, but but no, because it's a gimmick. I'm just saying because of the gimmick. Right. Memphis Wrestling is known for hair versus hair. Yeah, gimmick no, totally. Matches. Yes, for, for having that kind but of gimmick, absolutely. I wish it was Brett and him versus in '89. That would have been oh, freaking. It would have been so that good. Would, that's it would have been so match. good. But at yeah. the, but at this point, he's just doing. He's yeah. almost Dude, Waller is almost wrestling it. like when Heenan wrestled matches. Like he's wrestling almost like a commentator or oh, like yeah, a manager, where he's yeah. just pandering to the crowd and just hitting his finishing moves, and that's it. Like I mean, yeah. which which makes which which honestly kind of makes Brett look better. I mean, the fact that he kicks out of three pile drivers is like what's funny to me though. What's super funny to me is this is a well-known fact that Bret Hart like buries people that like if he kicks out of your finish, then your finish is dead. Like you're buried, your finish. You can't get it over. Like like people should not be kicking out of people's finishes, right? You took three pile drivers from jerry the king lawler in 1995 and felt like you could kick out of it like that's what i'm saying though it just doesn't make any sense like for i mean it is what it is i mean at least the finish was nice and clean which is one of the first ones on this entire show um hakushi got involved i feel like actually helped too because I do remember the matches that they had together, and I think those are the best things that Hikushi de- definitely did in WWF. And I think they helped Brett, too, during his title run. That little, I think he had two pay-per-view matches with the Hikushi, and they were both pretty good from what I remember. Um, but yeah, overall, man, like I felt like as a sports entertainment um, segment, this was good. As a wrestling match, not so much. Uh, but the crowd was on fire for this one, and Brett was super over, and he did he played his role really well. Actually, I will say that his like little uh, long promo before the match was really good. Like one of the one of the rare times that like Brett cut a really solid promo that was coherent, like without the Hart Foundation around him to support him. Um, I mean, those ones he did in '97 were great, but he also could hand the mic off to Pillman or Owen or you know what I'm saying, like other guys that could also talk. So I feel like he gets too much credit for that sometimes. But here, he delivered a really good promo. I I liked this whole thing. I gave the I gave it I gave it three stars, so like a B to a B minus. Uh, I enjoy I enjoyed it as a segment. I thought I mean it's a memorable storyline to this day. 
Uh, so it delivered there. The crowd loved it. Uh, and it, to me, it's, it's, a, it's a good sports entertainment mark in the career of Bret Hart, who is known mostly as a bell-to-bell guy and not really a very good character. I feel like this is one of the, one of the few you know, feathers in his cap as far as character-driven wrestling. And that's okay. It's okay to give the devil his due sometime, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing here. <laughs> Sure, I'll never do that for Brett, but I do think you made some very ex- excellent points. You were you, you really did a good job um, of breaking that down, and and you know I didn't really see it that way, but I think you did a good job of, of saying all that. Um, really, the only thing other I, I didn't give it as good as a grade. I gave it a C, uh, mainly just because. You know, this was something I really remembered from my childhood. This whole thing with Brett and Jerry the King. I also, I remember for some reason Jerry the King, it was so prominent in this time oh, in the WWF. Jake that, like too. I just, I remember the whole yeah, angle I, with Jake. That yeah, I, yeah, I remember all the stuff that, I, and he was so outspoken and so yeah. good at speaking that you, and then you the just whole feud as, with ECW. Yeah, I mean, I feel yeah. like. Arguably, yeah. some of his most influential stuff was in like W early WWF times for before my, the Attitude Era. For my age, definitely. For my age, definitely. Um, and he was so well spoken that he just sticks out more than a lot of people. You know, you got the Smoking Guns stick out also because that was like my yeah. brother's favorite tag team, but they weren't talking and they weren't. You know, Jerry the Your King was. was he, just, he sticks out. He, I know, um, but. Something about Jerry the King and I, I like him and Doink the Clown and the thing, the Survivor Series match. Like that's one of the most memorable things of my wrestling childhood is seeing all the little King, little people and all the little Dink and all of them. For I just this was one of those things that goes along with that. So I gave it a C, and that's the reason it got such a high. I call a C a high grade, which nothing really got that high of a grade on this show. Um, was mainly just because of the fond memories I had of this storyline with Brett and Jerry the King. And I don't want to admit it, but I kind of was more of a Brett fan back then at this point. Um, I mean, no shame Brett, in that. I, well, there's a little sh- I hate that about myself, I'm going to be honest. That you I can ever- like a character and still think the person is trash. Uh, uh, I, just uh, like we talk about, like a perfect example is Benoit. We t- when we talk about his matches, he was a great wrestler. But every time we get a chance to talk about his personality, we bury him. It's the same thing with Brett. Like in the ring and what he did is in his career in the WWF up until 1997 no. was good. It was good. Everything he did for the most part in his career was pretty good up until 1997. You know what? I think Bret Hart's actually worse than Benoit. I'm just going to say that for the record. Bret Hart's worse than Benoit. I'm kidding, guys. Jeez. Uh, I'm kidding. I so, just gave a look of death. <laughs> like, I just like... His eyes opened like, up so You take so that well. back right now, or they're going to cancel obviously us. obviously <laughs> a joke. I don't give a... And try to cancel me. If you try to cancel me, I don't give a shit. Suck it. Um, Jerry got a lot more offense, though. I will say that. I did want to add that last point. Um, Jerry did get a lot more offense. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna quit talking. No. Uh, I give it a C. I give it a C. This pay per view is too long. That's my next it note, though. Long for sure. Too long. Let's keep it rolling here. Let's get. Yeah. Let's keep this thing going. The last match, the finals for the King of the Ring 1995, is Mabel versus Savio Vega. That's right. What I said match. that right, boys and girls. What a match. What a barn burner. Man, like. This is what people came to see. Yokozuna, or not even Yokozuna, I'm sorry, Mabel versus Savio Vega. I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off. Yeah, go ahead. 
I'm going to give you my grade. Let's okay. say our grade on three. One, One two, two, three. three. F. Zero. Yeah, F. Zero. F. Zero. Zero stars F. for me. F Terrible. Uh, we have to talk about, we have to talk about Mo and the crowning ceremony. Best part of the match. Best part? I love Mo. Don't hate on Mo. No, Do you have notes? Do you have one? You want to talk about this at no, all? No. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, the match itself. Yeah. I got, I mean, because my notes are like, I mean, like pretty much what we just, the, uh, the match was awful. Just I trash. Mean, dude, Savio. it started so like, slow. Just so boring. These are my only notes. It was just so bad. The longest bear hug I've ever seen in my life that went straight into a sleeper hold that was forever long. Like, it was an awful match. If you start the match and then turn it off after five seconds, and, and if you take that five seconds into consideration, it started off for like such a good fast pace. In like the first five seconds, you're like, if you, if I would just stop it right there, you'd be like, oh man, I want to watch that match. It looked like look like they were actually getting into it. It literally after the first five seconds in that good five pace, dude. Then Mabel comes in and slows everything down, and, and dude, it's just Mabel. I hate to say it, but it was just all Mabel's fault, oh, man. Yeah. I oh, mean, one hundred percent, it was all Mabel's fault. I mean, I. The crowd was just sleeping. I, I think I saw a guy with his eyes closed in the crowd. You didn't. You could hear a pin drop, and then Mabel wins. I mean, there's just it. It was so bad of him. It's one of the. And then, I mean, the title Mabel versus Savio Vega for the King of the Ring. What is happening, guy? You know, this is because this is a whole nother thing that we could talk for hours on. Is that this is WWF 95. They have nobody else. Who else is going to be in the match? They have nobody else to be in the match. Everybody went to WCW for money at this point. They have nobody. What are you going to do? Have the heavenly bodies no, right. instead of instead of Savio? You got uh, Pritchard? I mean, come on. That's not, or or. Uh, but I mean, to be honest, I mean, Razor's still here. Zip. Diesel's still here. I mean, you haven't lost. But, like, it's not, you know... It's not, I mean... But they're on the way out, and I think Razor was hurt, unless that was a... Uh, I don't know what that was about, but they were using that gimmick I think he was already show. on his way out, and they were, like, just Right, and him. Diesel was out at the point, I think. So, I mean... No. He's oh, no, main. Diesel's in the ma- in the main event, but... So, he's why did you say Diesel? Yeah, he's the world champ, but why did you say Diesel? He's not. He's in the main I'm event. I'm saying, like, this is, before, this is before the outsiders jumped from WWF to WCW. So this is yeah, before, like, every – like, the only person that's yeah, really jumped like ship Luger's at this point gone. is, like, Sluger. Yeah, that's it. That's it, though. That's what I'm saying. There's been one guy. Yeah, like, but then there's other people. I mean, they just – they had a, they well, had I mean, a smaller and, and Hogan. Bank. Hogan has moved yeah, over have, there. I mean, Hogan, but he had already Sav, been gone from WWF, and so I don't know. You don't have the, big, the bigger bank of people that you had, so you're stuck with using these people, but – because there's really nobody else. I mean, but just so terrible. F, 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 F. First F of the night. Maybe not the last. We'll see. Uh, definitely first. Um, yeah, anyway, moving on here. The main event is going to be, well, okay. So the Mo Coronation, though. I feel like people people talk about that. Um, and it's, I have to be totally honest, like, I could not watch it. Like, I couldn't watch how bad it was. Like, I literally had to fast forward. Like, I couldn't stand it. I felt embarrassed for him talking. So I was like, I have to fast forward through this. So, like, that's full disclosure. Like, sometimes I get really anxious watching, like, really awkward moments, and I physically can't handle it. Like, I have to yeah. just move past it. Like, I do that a lot of times Sean talks now. Yeah. 
I feel like I know Sean. I'm like, oh. You don't want him to embarrass himself. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. It feels like. So it's like, in that situation, like, I, I couldn't. Like, I, I listened to, like, the first 30 seconds, and I was like, nope, I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I, I can't. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, well. Okay, moving on. Moving on. The main event here is Sid and Ted DiBiase and Tatanka cutting a weird promo in the back on Bam Bam and Diesel. Um, what a weird main event. Also, I don't know if you noticed this, but this was the uh, King of the Ring where the Hardy Boys were the jesters that opened the doors. Yeah, I'll always remember that from. I definitely saw. I definitely saw yeah. Matt uh, distinctively uh, opening. Short-haired the Matt, little yeah. buzz Short, cut, Matt. Hair, high voltage. Yeah, Matt high Hart. voltage. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, deep cut, man, deep cut. Um, yeah. Shout out, big shout out to the Hardy Boys. Love those dudes. Why is why is this a pay per view main event? This is a raw match. This is a raw match. That's yeah, my, that's my I mean, notes. Why okay, is this pay per view so main event? The match is Tatanka and Sid. This is Bam Bam and Diesel. Uh, man, again, like this type of match is just not my style, and it never has been. Like it's all big men pretty much, and then Tatanka. Uh, that being said, the match wasn't really particularly bad. I just have nothing really invested in like any of those characters, at least not at this point in their careers. I went on to be more invested in like Diesel, and I went on to be oh, more invested, yeah. or I was more invested that in was, Diesel wait. during like dudes with attitudes, like you know what I mean, like um, and then this, the whole seal, like what? Hold on, at this point in my life in wrestling, yeah. Big Daddy Cool Diesel, the yeah. Beast from the East, Bam Bam Bigelow, Tatanka, and Psycho Sid. I'm I'm hook line and sinker on all four of these none, guys. None of that was for me. These are like my idols. Yeah. At this point in '95. Now, like I liked Diesel. I liked Diesel and Sean when they were heels, like when they were against Razor, and yeah. when they were dudes like dudes with attitudes and being like the tag team. Yeah, yeah. Lo- loved all of that. Um, and I liked Sid as a heel. I like the I like the run of Sean as a heel, Sean and Sid together against Diesel. Oh, Loved that run for sure. But at this point, we're past that. I didn't I didn't like because you could tell it was the back end, especially for Sid. It's like this is Money Inc. now, and it's like Money Inc. again for like the fifth time, and and it, and Money Inc. just seemed to like come in and come out for no good reason. Like in the eighty, like the late eighties and in the mid to all the way through the mid nineties, it was like it was a faction, and then it wasn't, and it would just not be on TV for at this months, point, and then all of a sudden it point, is again. They like, were they were pretty they were pretty solid at this point. Ninety five. 96 yeah, yeah. money inc point, was a yeah, thing yeah, right. okay yeah yeah, yeah that, that's fair and that's fair. a different money inc than like the 80s money inc this right. is like a, right but then bam yeah. bam and diesel like i don't know them being a tag team partner just weird. felt weird that's yeah it weird. felt weird to me uh, yeah. um I mean, yeah, I just didn't have anything invested in the characters at that point. Like, and I would go on to invest in most of these characters again. I like uh, Bam Bam and ECW. A lot of the stuff they did with Taz, phenomenal stuff. Uh, of course, you know, you know, Big Daddy Cool goes on to be Big Sexy Kevin Nash, the Wolfpack, the beginning of the NWO. Definitely invested in all that, like for sure. Tatanka, not so much at all. Sid, you know, he's kind of gone back and forth. Um, again, I was never really a big Sid guy, but you know, I mean, that's neither here nor there. Really, overall. This just seemed like a late, really lazy main event and a really lazy booking to make the crowd happy, and it had no real bearing on any kind of thing in the show. Like to me, this is, this is again, just goes back to your point where it's just like lazy booking all the way around for right. this show. Um, yeah, it just wasn't for me. I gave this whole thing one and a half stars, so a D to a D plus at best. But that was pretty much it for me, man. Yeah, I actually. Even though I just said all that about how I like these guys, 
I gave the match an F, man. I, I didn't like it. I think a little bit of it is wrestling fatigue. This match, this show, I mean, this pay-per-view was very long with a lot of meeky, uh, meeky, that's a new one, meeky odor. A lot of meeky odor. A lot of meeky odor. Okay. A lot of meeky odor matches. I'm not going to correct Mediocre. A lot of meeky yeah. odor. No, no, no. Meeky odor. Meeky odor, um, okay. A lot of Miki Oda matches, um, we're going to keep that going. I'm always going to say that from now on. But it really was. I mean, it's just all these slow, uh, just the nothing got better than like a C. You know, the Sean match I really liked, but then the finish sucked. And it just, this, I think there was a lot of fatigue going here for me, watching it all in one day. Maybe if I would have split it up, I would have liked this a little better. But I gave it an F, man. I, I mean, I think the match, the, the show was too long. Fell flat, was boring, very boring. The crowd was dead at this point. They were sleeping still from the match before. Not memorable. I did not remember this at all. I mean, Diesel and Bam Bam win. I mean, the thing that sucks is I gave this match an F. I gave the match, not sucks, but crazy about me. I gave this match an F. I gave the match before an F. Everything else pretty much got C's. I still love the show. I still love 95 wrestling. I mean, this okay. is just, it's so classic. I love Vince McMahon on commentary. I love handsome Doc Hendricks. I love the set. I love the Undertaker entrance. There's little things about it. I love I love Todd Pettengill's commentaries or uh, interviews. Uh, I love uh, Million Dollar Man. I love the back interviews. I love everything about this time in wrestling. So, yeah, you might look at all my grades and say, ah, I'll never want to watch this pay-per-view I will say there's other WWE pay-per-views. I've said no need to watch. All my grades suck. This is a weird one. This is a, <laughs> this is a weird one. I'm going to yeah. say this. My grades are all mediocre and or bad. Yeah. But I, I'd probably watch this again because I want, I'm like, oh, not. look, Sean's on here. Diesel's again. on here. Yeah. I'm going to watch. No, I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to forget is what I'm saying. I'm going to forget. It's a thumbs down for me all the way around, guys. A thumbs it's down. It's a thumbs in the middle. I love this time in wrestling. It's probably it's probably just me because this is my time in wrestling, and I kind of know everything about this time, and I love this time. So I don't disagree with you about the thumbs down. I will say that. But for me, it's a thumbs in the middle. Not the best. But uh, this match gets an F. A lot of the other matches get C's. So, what we, you know, let's be honest. It's probably a thumbs down if we're just going to be real with it. Um, I just wanted to give it a little love there at the end. Uh, but, Daniel, what a show. 95 King of the Ring. 1995 I didn't pick King this one, ring. but I loved it. Overall, that. it's a thumbs. I want to do more. Let's do 96 next, baby. No, okay, so, okay, so, we, well, okay, so here we are at the end of the show. Overall, it's a thumbs down for me. It's a thumbs up. Uh, let's move on to what we have on the horizon for us. We do two weeks out on the show from now on instead of a full month, just so we can always make it fun. So next week's show is going to be the Great American Bash from 1995 on the WCW side. So we'll really be able to kind of compare wow. and cross some stuff off on the shows from that side. The following week, the following week, are you ready? I'm ready. We're going to be starting a new movie head-to-head comparison, okay? So the following week, this is two I'm giving you two weeks advance, right? So we're doing two other major trilogies that uh, I feel like are worthy of covering. I have no idea what you're going to say right now. Not at all. So we're going to be doing Indiana Jones, the trilogy. We're not talking about the Crystal Skull, just the original trilogy, versus the Matrix movies. One. I've never seen either. 
What? Never seen either. Wait, wait, you've never seen the. Wait, you've never seen like Indiana Jones movies? No. What? I know there's something about like a Nazi airplane that gets blown up. What? Dude, are you kidding me? You've never I seen? Swear to God, I've just never oh came around to it. Girls, this is gonna be the greatest social experiment of all it. time. I'm so excited. Okay, next week, Great American Bash, 1995. The week following is going to be Raiders of the Lost Ark versus The Matrix, the first movie in The Matrix. I, I might have seen The Matrix when it first came out. If I did, I don't. I mean, I know there's the pill thing. I. I I don't think I've ever Bro, seen it. Bro, this is going to be great. Okay, so to me, both of these trilogies are really iconic and important. Uh, I was in high school during the original run of the Matrix movies. Like, I literally, like, on my birthday, the third, like, by birthday, my senior year, the third Matrix movie came out, and we skipped school and went to watch it in the IMAX. Like, so for me, it was like a big, it's a big thing. Like, both of these trilogies are huge. Cass hasn't yeah. seen either one of them. Never seen I just, this is why we don't plan this. Because, you didn't like, know now it. it's, I oh, swear it's I got it. I hand on the Bible. Hand on the Bible, fun. I've never seen yeah. these movies. So we're gonna we're gonna spread it out to you because we've got some other things. The week after that is probably gonna end up being Extreme Rules, which is that you know upcoming. We're gonna keep it wrestling related, but we're gonna try to chop up these movies and make sure that we get them all in before the end of the year and give you your pop culture episodes. We're also gonna try to schedule another Kayfabe Happy Hour since it was so popular. Honestly, it was one of our fastest downloaded episodes, and we love doing it. Uh, I mean, I, we absolutely love doing it. So like next month, we'll probably love throw in a Happy Hour in there too. Hopefully. We'll We'll try to get to at least one per month. Um, yeah. I, I, but yeah, that'll be a good time for sure. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so next week, next two weeks is next week is WCW's Great American Match from 1995. The following week is going to be Raiders of the Lost Ark versus The Matrix. I am so, so excited about that. KG Cass, how pumped are you? I think this worked out great. I think it worked out great. You had no idea. I'd never, never seen it. It's one of those things I don't like to tell people that I've never seen well, now you have a reason to watch them. And not only yeah. watch them, but dissect them. I know, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm going to dissect them no matter what. So I can't wait, man. I can't. I, I've actually, I've, I, I kind of needed a reason to watch Indiana Jones. I just, I never got around to it. You know, I, I've, I've seen all the classics. I love The Godfather. I love Back to the Future. I love whatever it is, Goodfellas. There's a million classics that I know and I love, but for some reason I never got around to Indiana Jones. I mean, well, yeah, Matrix up, uh, is not Indi- as big of a... Indiana Jones movies are on Netflix right now. So that's that's a plus for you. Um, however, I don't know where the Matrix movies are. You may have to like rent, rent them, those. Rent yeah, for $2.99 like, yeah, on, yeah, on two ninety nine or whatever. Two or three bucks. Figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Here we go, guys. Thank you guys so much Fantastic. for joining us. Be sure to follow us on our socials at kfabecom. My name is Mr. Know It All, Daniel John Shaver. He is the KG Cast Slush, and we will see you next weekend. We're out. Peace. Hey now.